I see people, men and women, every day, all day, they work out tremendously hard, but then they go and eat really bad, so you can't out train a bad diet. Welcome to the Run the Race podcast, focused on fitness and faith. You know, we all need motivation, whether it's to lose weight or get stronger physically, or to find purpose in life. I'm your host, Jason Dennis, a news anchor and marathon runner, husband, and father. The goal here, inspire you to run the race in more ways than one, as we talk to inspiring people, digging deeper into the mind, body, and soul. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. This is episode number three. We uh, thank you for listening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find this. Again, you can go to WTVM.com slash podcast. That's WTVM.com slash podcast to learn more about this and hear past episodes. The last one we heard from Cecil Cheeves, a cancer survivor and 70-year-old who's run 15 Ironmans and has led the Soldier Marathon for the last 10 years. The interview you're going to hear today is amazing. It's a couple that I've gotten to know over the last year at the gym I go to work at. They are newlyweds, both bodybuilders, personal trainers who want to help you meet your fitness goals. And really for me, I'm the opposite of gym rat. I don't really like going to the gym. I am not good at weightlifting. I don't like pain. So it's uh, but it's something that a lot of people like to do. A lot of us should be doing so we can get stronger as a person and get stronger physically. And you know this podcast is we're focused on fitness and faith. Well, later on in this episode, you're not going to want to miss my take on what we might call the the spiritual transformation of rapper Kanye West. I mean, I've had uh, that song in my head lately, uh, Closed on Sunday, You're My Chick-fil-A. So uh, he sings it a lot better than I do, but uh, that album's only uh, 30 minutes long. I've actually listened to it a few times. So uh, later in this episode, you're going to want to hear about uh, what, what I think about maybe the authenticity of this faith walk. I wanted to start off, though, before I get to that interview with, with them, with Lauren and Kathy, I wanted to tell you about two friends of mine who are really inspirations. They challenge themselves in really huge ways and uh, surprising a lot of people, especially themselves, and they did it. So first, I'm going to tell you about Crystal. She was 260 pounds about a year and a half ago, and she lost 70 pounds. It really is and maintained that as well, which is the hardest part. Her goal is to lose another 40 to 50 pounds. What she did was she changed her diet, which a lot of us, it's maybe hard to do right now with Thanksgiving coming up in the next few days. And so uh, hopefully you'll enjoy all that food and then uh, maybe go back to a regular routine. But she um, eliminated processed sugars. She ate good carbs. And uh, Crystal, again, lost 70 pounds. She ran her very first half marathon. That's 13.1 miles over the weekend. Ended up doing about 32,000 steps that day. Uh, previously, she said she had tried couch to 5K three times and failed three times, quitting because her body hurt so bad, tough to breathe, heart beating too fast, and maybe that might sound familiar to you. I know it was for me when I started running years ago. It was uh, going from the couch to the driveway. Sometimes, you know, I was out of breath or just going about a couple blocks down the road, perhaps. So I, I feel her pain. Well, she wrote on Facebook this. I'll, I'll read it out to you. 
Now I'm able to do 5Ks with no issues. I did a five-miler, no issues. I just did a half marathon. Yes, my muscles are achy today, the day after. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. I'm determined to do the races for me. And that's what's so important is you've got to love yourself. You've got to do things for yourself. It's not about being selfish or egotistical, but you got to take care of yourself so you, you in then turn can take care of other people as well. It's not putting yourself first, but making sure that uh, you're being taken care of so that you can give love to other people and uh, you know serve other people as well. The second woman that is a real inspiration for me, I've gotten to know her at church over the last few years. She's a determined Christian woman. Trisha is 67 years old. She's been running, she told me, for about five years now. She just attempted her first ever full marathon, which is 26.2 miles. Again, she's 67 years old. She's already done 15 races this year, 10 of them 5Ks. She's, uh, she was doing a challenge of 12 months, 12 races, so she's obviously achieved that and, and beyond. Well, this is what she wrote about uh, the marathon that she attempted to do the last few days. Yesterday was a struggle for me, and I did not become a marathoner. I really wanted to finish the race because I was running to honor my cousin, Jimmy Howard, who was killed in Vietnam in 1967. After 21 miles, I had to stop due to severe cramps. Y'all know there will be a next time. That is a determined woman. Her son's response to her saying sorry that she didn't complete the marathon, he told her, we don't use the word sorry because we are not sorry people. Well said, Trisha's son. You know, all of us fall short, but it's, it's really how we get back up from the mat, how we react, how we, um, you know, kind of try to do better the next time. Most people really don't even start, whether it be a marathon, going to the gym, uh, going to church on a regular basis, whatever it is. And uh, for, for me, both of these women are winners no matter what. And speaking of winners, the couple I'm talking to now, they are, they are really amazing. And they are fighters, and they are a fitness couple who preach that to take care of your body, it's the only place you have to live. So here's my interview with Lauren and Kathy. All right, I'd like to welcome to the podcast Lauren Fuller and Kathy Childers Fuller, a couple who met through fitness, got married seven months ago. Now, Lauren is a retired Army captain, served 20 years in the Army, also a fitness consultant, placed third place at the Team Universe Championship in New Jersey, and he's close to receiving pro status as a bodybuilder. Kathy Childers Fuller, 35 years working in fitness industry, master instructor at Max Fitness Elite in Columbus, Georgia, has competed in bodybuilding competitions, but her true passion is helping others accomplish her fitness goals, including those of her husband, right? Exactly. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right. So we're going to start with a fast four, and we're going to start first with you, Kathy. So what is your job description? It can be short, at work and at home. Um, my job description at the gym is I am one of the assistant managers. I manage all aspects of the gym, including sales. Mostly I do the push fitness zone, which I actually am the master instructor for that. Spin instructor, that's my role there at the gym. My role at home is a wife and a support system for my husband. Oh, very nice. All right. And Lauren, so how do you stay physically fit? I, I know you guys, both of you, your muscles can barely fit in this room right now, but <laughs> tell me about uh, your kind of daily routine in terms of being physically fit. So the daily routine for me, you know, it, it really starts from nutrition. So, 
you know, I eat um, anywhere between six to eight times, just depending on what my um, daily schedule looks like. So if I'm in the gym twice a day, I'm going to probably eat closer to eight times a day. If I'm not going to be in the gym at all, I'm probably going to eat closer to six times a day. So it really stems from the nutrition part. But as far as uh, training for myself, usually uh, if I'm in the middle of training, getting ready, you know, leading up to a competition, then I start out my day with doing my, you know, intermittent fasting and doing cardio to start out the day. And then I'll end my day with the workout and then cardio at night. Wow. So you eat a lot. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That sounds pretty fun, right? It's fun for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Kathy, do you have a – I know you guys go to church together. Do you have a spiritual motto or – how you uh, live out your faith. Um, I actually live by the golden rule, do unto others. Um, and if I don't want it done to me, then I won't do it to someone else. My father always taught me, if you don't lie, cheat, or steal, you go home at night, you look at yourself in the mirror, you go to sleep, and you rest easy. So that's what I try to live by. That's, that's good advice there. Very exactly. good. Yes. And then last of the fast four, uh, Lauren, what is one unique thing about you? Maybe it's something that uh, Kathy doesn't know. Um, actually, she may not know, but um, it was actually something that you said earlier, uh, talking about what, you know, kind of like the, the premise of the, the podcast, what you said, perseverance. Interesting fun fact, I have a tattoo on my arm. It's a koi fish. Koi is the symbolization of perseverance. Oh, very nice. All right. Well, that was the fast four. All right. So let's get into the meat of things and in terms of uh, fitness, because I have a lot of friends who um, would like to go to the gym, but maybe find all kinds of excuses. So what do you guys tell people that are intimidated about going to the gym and, and uh, just are not used to that process and, and how to get started? Um, we actually used to have a saying at the gym that said, we have something for everybody. Not just everybody, but everybody, meaning that whether you're a beginner um, or you're an elite athlete, we're all there for the exact same reason. We all have our why. Find your why. Is it to uh, get stronger, get faster? Uh, do you have to medically be there? Most of the time, people wait until it's almost too late to make that decision. But I just say there's no such thing as one day. There's seven days in the week, and one day's not one of them. So we just tell everybody, come in, get a free workout, try it out. I guarantee we got something for everybody. Yeah, and you do the push classes because I know that I've taken some of those push classes from you, uh, and it's called push because I guess you're trying to get people to, um, you know, work at their the highest capability or effectiveness. Is that right? Right. We're all doing the exact same workout. the The unique part about push is that we're all wearing heart rate monitors, so we'll all be doing the exact same exercise. I'll be going at my pace. You'll go at your pace. Um, your heart rate's going to be different from mine. Obviously, with you being um, an avid runner. It's going to take you a lot longer to get up to your anaerobic zone versus somebody who's deconditioned. So you know yourself, when we were doing weight training, I always lifted more weights than you, Jason, just Mm -hmm. because I might Uh be a little bit stronger. You are. But we're still doing the exact same exercise. (laughs) Very nice. And Lauren, a lot of people may want to know, you know, um, they say, man, that sounds, that's really cool that how strong they look and bodybuilders, that kind of thing, like yourself. So uh, tell me a little bit like backstory about how you got started in this. I know obviously being in the military, but mm-hmm. uh, was it something that you kind of had a passion for? Like, I want to go and I want to build and be as strong and big as I can. It, it, it is a funny story because, you know, back in the day, many moons ago, you couldn't tell now, but I actually was on the brink of maybe even being subjected to being separated from the army for lack thereof being able to physically pull my own weight. Oh. Yeah, so that's another fun fact that most people <laughs> don't know. But, so, um, so how did you make the switch, or why? So the switch was is that, you know, I was a young private in the Army, and I had a young family. So I had to provide for this family. So, you know, me being subjected to being separated was not going to be, you know, 
not going to happen. So I had to figure it out. So what I did is I decided to, you know, go ahead and start investing my time in the gym. And what it was centered on is more cardio aspects to build that up, you know, to build my stamina, my endurance. But then I fell in love with weights. So I actually started lifting weights when my daughter was actually born. So I was 19 years old when she was born. She's going to be 23 in April. So, so we can do the math now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of. And by the way, happy birthday! You just celebrated birthday, and Kathy just yes. had a birthday about a month ago, I believe. Yes, I did. Right? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So, Lauren, so has it been something? I think this has been like a several decade journey in mm-hmm. terms of bodybuilding. You feel like it's something that you still love to do every day, or sometimes you don't like it. Or um, I mean, it has its moments. You know, everybody goes through. You know. Um, good days and bad days, but as far as the art of bodybuilding, I am completely in love with it. So, um, you know, she would tell you sometimes that she she thinks that she might come second to my love of bodybuilding, but uh, no, she doesn't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but yeah, as far as you know, me taking myself to the next level or pushing myself to try to achieve what I think is the perfect physique—that's the quest and the journey that I'm personally on for myself. So I just love that aspect of being able to, you know, showcase my talents, my hard work, um, getting on that stage. Yeah. And so you guys can both answer this if you want. But so you guys have been married for more than uh, more than a half a year now. Tell yes. me about how you met. Is it is it was it fitness related? Was it you guys were working out next to each other or what? I'll let him tell us. Yeah, it's kind okay. of funny. I retired out of the Army in 2015, but I was working in a gold's gym there in El Paso. Um, When I left that gym, the owner of the gym here, Max Fitness, reached out to me and asked me to come here to do the same things I was doing there. Here in West Georgia. Yes. So when I came to the gym to actually meet with him, you know, he had introduced me to everybody. And he was telling me that there's one person that I really just needed to meet. And I was like, okay. He's like, but I'm going to warn you. You better be careful. Uh Uh-oh. And I said, you know, when thinking, you know, wasn't the wiser. And he said that uh, basically when you meet her, you know, you look kind of like her type. She kind of likes him young, so you better be careful. (laughs) So I try to give him the democratic, you know, I'm not here for that. I'm here to work hard and blah, 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 you know, work my way up. He's like, yeah, whatever with all that. When you meet her, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be in trouble. I'm sitting right next to her, and I just kept telling myself, don't lock eyes. Don't lock eyes. So got around to her, and she was introducing herself. I looked at her, and I got lost in her eyes and in that smile. Yeah, and then I just knew that I was done from there. Wow. So what what was your version of that or what happened next, Kathy? Um, what happened next was, of course, obviously he was new in town. Um, and this is where some of our faith actually comes in. This is the really cool part. And I didn't even tell him for, I think it was months later. Um, so he was new in town, didn't know the areas. And so everybody said, oh, well, Kathy, you've been here for a long time. You can show him where the areas of town are as far as looking for houses. So we go look at this house way out in the country. I can't remember where it was. And for years and years, I had been praying for true happiness. And that's all I just kept asking the Lord for. I said, just give me true happiness. Everybody has their own version. You have yours. He has his. We walked into the back door of this house, and I've clearly heard the Spirit say to me, Jason, he said, I will give you the blessings that you've been asking for, but you have to be open to receive them. And so I'm looking at him like, did you hear that? And, of course, he's totally oblivious, and I'm thinking, I'm not going to live in this house. I have a house. I've been living in my house for 18 years. I was happy where I was. Fast forward a couple of weeks, every time we would go look at a house, that's the exact same message I would hear. So one day we stopped at um, Jason's Deli. We were having lunch after we'd gone to look at houses. And so we bowed our head to say grace, and um, I heard the Spirit say the exact same thing. He said, I will give you the blessings that you've been asking for, but you have to be open to receive them. 
And the minute I held hands with him and I opened my eyes, I heard the Spirit say, and those blessings may not come as you anticipate. Wow. So all of a sudden, that day, sitting at Jason's Deli, I knew that I was going to marry this man because I had no intentions, no desire whatsoever to ever get married again. But I knew that day that I was going to marry him. I didn't even tell him till months later. Wow. And so, well, you didn't want to tell him that you're hearing voices. Maybe. Well, no, I didn't want to hear <laughs> But I knew he was faith-filled because right. that was one thing that we had actually gone to church together. Um, but I didn't know at that time because we were still searching for, you know, just home churches to get. I had a home church, but I didn't want to push my home church and my faith and, and my beliefs on him. Your faith in, in God, and mm-hmm. is it something that has um, you grew up with or maybe helped you through tough times in the Army? Or So to back up, I am a church, uh, a church kid, okay? My mom would tell you that uh, I've been going to church since I was minus nine. So, <laughs> yeah, I've always been in the church. And, uh, you know, signs and wonders, that's how I was always raised. Um, when the phone call, you know, when I received that phone call from the owner here, um, I had been praying for something new. You know, I was praying to get out of the present situation that I was in, um, and I was feeling kind of down and out about it. The phone rang. He offered me this opportunity. I came here to meet with him. The first thing he asked me, what is it that I want personally for myself? You know, I told him that I wanted to, you know, be a future, you know, health club owner myself. He said, well, I can help you with that. That resonated in my mind. When we got to that first meeting, right before they started introducing themselves, everybody bowed their head, and we said a prayer before the meeting started. I knew that I was in the right place because the environment in which I was in, in Texas, was so toxic. I remember a situation to where um, we had a team of my trainers that were having Bible study in our gym, in the gym. They were asked to have that Bible study somewhere other than the gym. To me, in my mind, my faith, that's wrong. Okay, so when signs and wonders, when these things happen, I knew that I was in the right place at the right time. I knew that I didn't have to, you know, be ashamed of my faith, and I was in the right place to be actually, you know, be on track with my faith. So that's what resonated in my mind. And then everything else follows suit after that. There you go. That's awesome. A yeah. happy ending to the story, right? Yeah. Well, or, or much more to go, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. We're still writing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when you guys, you know, you both work out on a regular basis mm-hmm. and it's not easy, how do you get through it? I mean, are you just kind of tapping into like, you know, something mental or maybe your faith or um, just the fact that, listen, I'm going to just, you know, suck it up, buttercup and do it? Or, or how do you guys kind of push yourself, um, you know, beyond the limits? Um, for me, you know, I, I was into working out when working out wasn't even cool. Like everybody else was out partying, doing whatever. I was always in the gym because that's what I enjoyed doing. So for me, it's just been a lifelong journey. Um, and I do see him struggle sometimes, especially when he's getting ready for um, a really tough competition. Most people see the finished product. They see Lauren step on stage at like 2% body fat. And they think that that's 24-7, 365. What they don't realize is the process in which it takes to get him to that level. Um, So that's when I have to step up. I do his meal prep because all I want him to focus on is just getting ready for that show. You know, his body is his temple, and that's what he's getting ready for. So most people just see him as a bodybuilder. I see him as more than that. I see him as somebody who's actually accomplished his goals. How how many hours do you spend in the gym or working out on a daily basis, or is there an average? So there's, it's always based off a of feel, and I think that's where people go wrong to begin with. It's not associated with a time uh, duration, so it's a feel. But for me to put it, you know, in context of how long I spend in the gym, 
it's usually about two to three hours per time that I'm training in the gym. When I'm inside of competition, I'm um, in prep mode, it's twice a day. So I would say it's probably closer to a, anywhere between five to six hours a day. And I hear people because I'm, I'm not a uh, I'm somebody who uh, – maybe enjoys the lifting of the weights. Mm. I need to get better at it. But uh, do you also do what I hear other people talking about? Oh, I have a leg day. I have a shoulder day. I have a mm-hmm. chest day and that kind of thing. Yeah, is that you kind of separate it in that way? It is separated. Um, it's, 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 again, it's based off of aesthetics. So if there's something that I know, know that I need to improve on, well, that's going to be the focus. Um, here lately, it's been my, you know, my back. So I've been putting a lot of emphasis on my back. But when I'm in training mode, even with the, the workouts themselves, I train twice a day in addition to doing cardio twice a day too. Wow. And I know that um, when you get up on stage, like Kathy was talking about, um, there's the look part of it is, mm-hmm. is a big part of it. That can, it's a, you're performing. So, um, tell, I mean, I, I don't even know, but how do you do you put a certain kind of a <laughs> lotion on or do you uh, mean like a tanning or, or how do you – I mean, how does how does that process you know, happen? The, Go ahead. This is the funny part. So, the first time he gets ready to compete, and I've been in numerous bodybuilding shows. I mean, I, I know they do what's called pro tanning, and that's like it, – it's a temporary stain on your skin. Now, if you're – For uh, women and for men. For Right, for men and women. Well – he gets ready to compete, and obviously you can tell, I mean, he is a black man. And he's like, I've got to either get in the tanning bed, and I'm thinking, well, that's unusual. <laughs> or I've got to get spray tanned. And I was, I looked at him, I was like, you do realize that you're black. Yes, but he still has to get spray tanned because he has to even out his skin tones. Oh. Plus you get up there on stage, and those lights are just beaming down on you. Well, you don't want those imperfections. You want to be able to see just the muscles at work. So, yeah, that's kind of the funny story. Okay. Yeah, that's the common misconception that, you know, darker complected people don't have to do the tan. Everybody does the tan. Yeah. Everybody does. And then, and then you have to smile real big. Is that right? Is oh, yeah. It, it's like, is, I mean, <laughs> right. is, do you feel like you're in a pageant or sort of? I mean, you have to kind of hold that position for a certain amount oh. of time. Yeah. Well, and she'll tell you, that's <laughs> kind of like, for me, that's what I, I do it for. You know, I love showcasing my efforts. Um, you know, I'm always told about my big smile you know in the um, presentation that I bring on the stage because you know it's all in the showcase so if you aren't having a good time up there then you know in my opinion you shouldn't be up there if you're not comfortable there you go um and you may not be ready for that because there is nothing to hide you know you're the only person on stage all eyes are on you for that you know whatever it might be 60 90 seconds or whatever have you up on that stage but that's that's your time to shine so and uh, if you're not a bodybuilder, you know, uh, maybe, you know, the average Joe or Jane out there coming to work out, um, Lauren, do you find that they are um, the reason why they're coming to work out? Because for you, it's you're, you're, you're a bodybuilder. You want to keep yourself fit. Mm-hmm. But why do you think most people come in and, and go and lift weights? Is it to, is it to maybe to, for the looks perhaps? or I think if in the beginning it's for the looks. You know, the misconception is that it's easy and that everybody can do it. Um, you know, everybody can, you know, push themselves and be more health conscious. That's a true statement. But as far as getting to this level, it's a very small percentage of people that are willing to put their bodies through all the rigors and everything that it actually takes to get to that level. And we'll be right back to the interview after this very short break with a way you can help those in need before Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving holiday is right around the corner. But with the tornado and severe weather events we've had this year, the need at our local food bank is critical. That's why WTVM is asking you to share your thanks by giving. 
Help WTVM restock the shelf by dropping off non-perishable donations now at participating Zaxby's and Walmart locations. All proceeds benefit our local Feeding the Valley Food Bank. You can make a difference this season. Share your thanks by giving with WTVM News Leader 9. Kathy, um, is it something that for the, the why that people come in? You, you see people in the push class. You see people going, um, working with trainers, working with yourself. Uh, what is the why for most people in terms of the motivation to, to get into the gym and stay mm -hmm. there? I tell most people, especially in my classes, I'm like, you know, the question is not whether or not you want to be in shape. The question is what shape do you want to be in? So find your why. Why are you doing this? Are you doing this to lose weight? Are you doing this to feel better about yourself, to get healthier? I want you strong inside the gym so that you can live long outside the gym. So the healthier you are, obviously, the chances are greater that you're going to live longer. So, yes, I want you to be strong inside, but I want you to live long outside. So that's why I tell people, just find your why. Why are you doing this? Yeah, and I saw you had a recent, um, uh, shared a post, a quote recently on Facebook. It says, don't you dare complain about your weight if you are doing nothing about it, right? So we exactly. hear people all the time. I have friends that say, oh, I'm – you know, I'm, I'm 20 pounds overweight or, or I, I just can't seem to, to you know, uh, get any traction, you know. So, I mean, how do you, you know, they're, they're giving that excuse. They said, I'm just giving up, you know. I love it when people say, I just don't have time to work out. Well, we're open 24 hours. So if you can't find time in 24 hours, now you have to be willing to sacrifice something. You sure. may not be able to. If you've got an extra 30 minutes to watch TV, spend that 30 minutes watching a TV inside the gym while you're on the treadmill or riding a bike. So don't say that I just don't have time or I just don't feel like it. Well, I don't feel like having a heart attack either. So if you keep putting those foods in your mouth, you're actually determining whether or not your future is going to be long or not. So you're saying Netflix and Lyft instead of, you know, Net there you go. Yes, Something exactly. Like that. <laughs> and we do have a cardio cinema room, so we have Netflix account. Come in and watch a movie. Exactly. Very nice. Excellent, excellent. And Lauren, so, um, and I also saw you guys recently talk about how, y'all were talking about meal planning earlier. Mm -hmm. So for the average person, you know, they think, oh, if I just go work out or, or like myself, I go run a lot, um, you know, I'll, I'll be fine. But uh, is, I mean, is the food as or more important than the actual working out part of it? Yes. Because, you know, the exertion, it doesn't matter what you do. Body and motion, you're exerting yourself. You're depleting yourself of the micronutrients and whatnot that your body is actually taking in through your foods. So if you don't replace them, they're going to be lacking. So if you're lacking, then that's when you're going to be deficient and then susceptible to all these, you know, sprains, strains, and all this other stuff. So, you, you know, you have to pay particular amount of attention to, you know, the nutrition aspects of things. Me, as a bodybuilder, it's going to be on a more extreme end than the average person. The average person does not need to take in 3,200 to 3,600 calories a day. That's what I do, okay? But that's so that I can sustain muscle and so that I can promote muscle growth. So, and, you know, even when I'm inside of prep mode, the diet's the same. It just is more strict. Yeah. And then you kind of have to really pay attention whether you're just, you know, somebody who's um, maybe average build like myself, carbs, sugars, um, all those kind of things. You have to pay attention to that because you need fat and those kind of things as well. Yeah. And what's actually really cool, another endeavor that Kathy and I have actually gotten into is we became health coaches. So we're actually spreading that out, you know, and opening ourselves to the masses that if you need help to try to get, you know, your health benefit or whatever, come see us and we can help you point you in that right direction and then hold you accountable because that's what the main thing is. People have goals and dreams. They just may not know how to actually get started or they may not have that support system to hold them accountable to reach their goals. 
Yeah, and speaking of holding each other accountable, you guys are a couple now or have been together for several years. And for you guys, how is it the fact that you're both passionate about being fit and about building up your bodies and, and protecting the temple? Um, is that something that um, is, is really cool to, to be able to share that passion? It, it really is because I just put a post out there this past week, as a matter of fact. The fact that we share the same passion for fitness, um, I think that's what drives us. But then our faith keeps us together. Um, and keeps us on track, but yeah, it's definitely it's a it's a bonus for us to both have passion as I mean, uh, fitness is our passion. So, what if one spouse, like the the wife or the husband, is passionate about working out or running, and the other is not? Is that uh, you think? I mean, you guys find that in terms of the fact that because it does it's a sacrifice and it takes time, as right? Well. It does. I mean, you're a runner. You know how much time it spends. Like I told you a while ago, you don't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to run a marathon. Well, that's time away from your family because you have to train. So one thing that we've started doing is we actually train together. So that gives us at least another two hours, hour and a half to two hours a day that we normally wouldn't be able to spend with one another. And you still get along during uh, the training session? I didn't say that. (laughs) Funny you ask. Oh, see, he's got the real story. (laughs) No, the thing that's funny about that is that most couples cannot train together. Okay. You know, and when we first started out, when we first started dating, it was a conflict because I'm a master trainer. She's a master instructor. When it comes down to it, there's a, there's a division line, you know. Mm-hmm. She is great in all aspects of instructing, but when it comes to training, that is my domain. So if we're trying to build, grow, whatever we're trying to do, well, we're going to kind of follow a guided plan that I come up with, and it's only in your best interest. Um we had to come to terms with that, in, you know, in the early beginnings, and then it's just been cool ever since. Here, what she was talking about or referring to with us training together, because I'm not actually in prep mode training for a competition here currently, I have more time to devote towards us spending time together. And, you know, obviously that's something we're both very passionate about. Why not spend that time together so that we can maximize our time? Because we have some very hectic schedules individually. And, you know, for... The time frame that we have, we literally only have maybe upwards of three to tops four hours a day that we actually get to spend with one another a day. And that's not at home. That's including the time that we get to spend at the gym together. At the gym. Wow, yeah. See, because mm-hmm. I mean, you lead busy lives, and that's the biggest thing, like you said, the obstacle is people kind of trying to fit it into their schedule. So would you guys recommend – I mean, I know that some people say, well, I'd love to work with a trainer, but it costs, you know, whatever, 50 or 60 bucks or whatever it is per hour or, you know, per, per session. So what would you tell people about the fact that, hey, I would love to have a trainer, but maybe I can't afford it right now? I mean, is that something – a trainer is essential or – I would say that you you do need that guidance in the beginning because it's laying down that foundation, okay? Uh, Too many times than not, what you find in a gym is there's a lot of copycatting going on. A lot of copycatting, um, a lot of, we call them YouTube bandits or whatnot, to where you can Google and you can YouTube just about anything. But the difference is, is that it's not tailored specifically to you and your needs because everybody's different. Um, And that's what I find is the most challenging thing for most people trying to get started. When I tell people that, you know, you don't have to necessarily think that I'm going to rely on this personal trainer for the rest of my days, but it's a good way to get started so that you can learn the proper ways to incorporate nutrition. How do I, you know, supplement that with having an adequate amount of cardio so that I can boost my metabolism and then complement that with taking a prescribed, you know, um, not necessarily a diet, but a nutrition you know, nutritional guidance plans so that I could follow that so that I'm, you know, aiding because everything needs to be harmonious and it needs to be full circle. If you deviate from one of those fashions, you're going to have skewed results. So what I tell people is that that's the benefit to having that personal trainer versus trying to rely on that YouTube or whatever. 
Yeah, and uh, Kathy, you know, I, I know that obviously you guys are serious about your your um, your working out and your staying fit, and a lot of people are serious about it. But is is does fun or you know um, you know enjoying yourself does that need to be a part of it as well? Because I know the push class, it's kind of we're kind of people are smiling and, and even through the pain perhaps right. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I've always taken pride in is if I don't like to call it working out so that it's actually work. However, yes, you are working on your body, but I want you to have a certain amount of fun and enjoyment so that you'll come back because I tell, just don't try to get so sore the first week out because then you're not going to come back. It's going to be too much work. So enjoy the workout, watch your body grow, eat properly. That's the most important part. That's why Lauren and I became health coaches because I, I see people, men and women, every day, all day, they work out tremendously hard, but then they go and eat really bad so you can't out train a bad diet there you go i don't care how many times a day you train like lauren can train three four hours a day but then if he goes and eats you know a, a happy meal and supersizes happy it meal. <laughs> yeah then that's what that's what i've eaten <laughs> then that's the results he's going to get well obviously that's not how he's going to get there so just focus on enjoying the process now you say that but isn't uh maybe one of the motivations for going to to run or to go to the gym is so that I can eat what I want in a way, I guess, or may. Depends on what your goals are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there again, it's not it's not whether or not you want to be in shape, Jason. It's sure. what shape do you want to be in. Yeah, that's good. I like that. What shape do you want to be in? Now, when you guys are at maybe church or a restaurant or somewhere else, and, and you're wearing clothes where people maybe can see that you guys have muscles and are, are very fit, do you have people that come up to you or people say, hey, well, how do you get like that or, or something like that? Is that something, a common occurrence? Or? Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time, especially whenever, if if he's really in, in prep mode. But his clothes will fit so much differently. Like now he's really full. So when he gets down to like 3% body fat, obviously, you know, his face has got the sunk in look and, and his clothes aren't fitting as tight. Then he just, he, he's very unassuming with his clothes on. I should say that. Like you yeah. just can't see all the muscles. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you have your clothes on today. <laughs> yeah, but the minute, he steps, <laughs> the minute he steps on stage and you see the finished product, then they see the hard work that actually went into it. Yeah. But like I said, that's not that's a misconception. Everybody thinks he walks around looking like that twenty four seven, three sixty five. No, he they did do a lot of shows. He did ten shows in fifteen months last year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. Wow. That was a total commitment. It's a lot. But that's a lot. The average person may do what, two shows a year, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So so you're not walking around the house flexing and smiling and the whole time? I don't know or? about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> so there's a little bit of that? There's a on? little bit of that. There's a lot of practice that goes oh, into sure. stepping sure. on the stage. Because if once you go to these competitions, you'll understand. If you get up there unprepared, you're going to be able to tell. Yeah. So his stage presence, I mean, he's, he may spend an hour, maybe hour and a half, doing nothing but posing. Because once he gets on stage, he has to hold those poses for so many minutes. And you can't just stand up there relaxed because then you'll be marred off and you'll, there's no way you'll win. Wow, no relaxing. Okay. No relaxing. Now, Even when they say relax, you're not relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lauren, you were telling me earlier you're a, a natural pro, I think. Is that right? Or, mm-hmm. or But you're trying to get to be a, a, I guess, I don't know. Tell me the, the term, the official pro bodybuilder. How close are you to getting that in layman's terms? Right. So, okay. So when you go to these national competitions, you have to, well, majority of them, you have to place first or second. So the best placing that I've had in these last shows that I've done is third place. So literally I have to beat one more person and now I'm a pro athlete. You know, um, and, I, you know, we've had a good run and it's been fun. The journey is what I'm about. 
I just love the actual competition aspects of it. You do your best, you bring your best, I bring my best, we get on the stage and we get judged. Whatever happens, happens. But that's what I pride myself on the fact and, you know, we had spoke about it, the fact that I'm 42 now, birthday was yesterday. Um, majority of these competitions that I go in, I'm competing against kids that are half my age. Wow. Yeah, and I really do pride myself on that fact because, you know, the spirit of competition. I was in the Army for 20 years. That's nothing but, you know, constant competition. And I was an officer in the Army. So it's always competition, but this is healthy competition. Nobody's getting shot at, you know. Nobody is, is putting themselves at, you know, harm's way or putting themselves in situations they don't need to be in. I pride myself on that. I love the fact of getting on there. Um, and just being, you know, a steward of the sport, the art of bodybuilding, because we're all a representation of that. And I just want to be the best representation that I possibly can being a Christian athlete, too. So that's our story. Yeah. And so you were taught you brought up the army. Um, so uh, do did that come that your passion for being fit and wanting to stay in shape, whether it be for, through cardio or through bodybuilding, is that does maybe that come spur out of the army? Because I mean, twenty years is a long time to. I mean, you have to kind of meet certain standards mm -hmm. uh, to stay in the army. It did come from the army. You know, I'd be kidding myself if I was to say that it didn't. It did come from the army, but misconception is that most people think that everybody in the military is an athlete or you know. Uh, can run for days and all this other stuff. It's not the case. It's just that for me, in the context that I was in the military, it was easier for me to dedicate myself to this as far as the art of bodybuilding because it kept me in shape so that I never had to be subjected to, you know, not meeting the standard. Yeah. And you were um, an officer, a combat engineer in the mm -hmm. Army? Mm -hmm. gotcha. Wow. Well, and Kathy, he was talking earlier about being a Christian athlete and how that's that's a part of that's a part of your identity or want that to be a part of yours. So, um, how do you you know balance that being a, a well-rounded person in terms of not only uh, the things that you have to do to be uh, physically healthy, but how do you uh, you know kind of balance that and try to be spiritually healthy on a, a regular basis? Right. Um, we actually uh, we went through um, pre-marriage counseling at our church, and so I tell people. It's kind of like, and I'm glad we did because it set the foundation for our relationship. And, like, we will not allow anything um, that's not for the better of our of our marriage. We will not allow anything to separate us from one another. So, and I tell people this, the analogy I have is you can build a house and you can use the finest materials on the market. It doesn't matter what you decide to build that house with. If that foundation is not poured accurately and properly, that house will not withstand the storms. And so we pride ourselves on, we poured the foundation, we know where our foundation is, and we actually had to take a test before our pastor would, would meet with us. He answered his questions online, I answered we, we didn't even know, I didn't know his answers, he didn't know mine. Did you guys pass? Well, we passed, <laughs> and then they tell us our strengths and weaknesses sure. in this very first session. And our, our number one strength was our faith. Now, what I'm not going to... Well, I don't remember what our weakness was. I think the fact that I'm so stubborn, maybe. Really? I, it has yeah. something to do with it, for sure. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with that. And I'm still working on that. Right. So, But, yeah, our faith is actually what keeps us going strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, a couple of quick uh, last questions here. So, Kathy, first for you. So when you are encountering people, and it could be in church, but also in the gym, especially where you work, um, people are discouraged. You, you see they're just kind of down. Right. They're tired. 
they don't feel like, you know, maybe doing, being there at all. How do you, you know, you're, you're a motivational person, somebody who tries to and stays positive. So how do you kind of get them to turn, turn that frown upside down, I guess? Right. Um, and I learned this a long time ago. The people in the front row are always going to be in the front row. Those are the ones that, that you could kick them and you treat them bad and they're always going to come back. It's the people in the back of the room that I tend to migrate to, what we call the fragile eggs. Um, the people who don't want to be noticed and, oh, oh, you know, don't call my name. Maybe she won't even know I'm here. Those are the people I'm going to migrate to because those are the people who need me the most. And I want everyone who walks into my class, I want everybody to feel welcome. Because I tell people, you don't remember the names of acquaintances, but you do remember the names of your friends and your family. So I consider everybody in my workout to either be my friend or my family. Oh, that's very good. That's very good. And uh, Lynn, Lauren, for you, and what stands out about some of those success stories in terms of how you've seen people just really kind of make a, where they've had a lot of uh, uh, weight loss or just kind of change their lifestyle and become, you know, a new person? Well, everybody has a story, you know, and everybody is on some sort of journey. So for, you know, me, it's just that this is just my journey and I'm choosing, we're choosing to share it with the masses. Um, like we were talking about when it comes to our faith, what we pride ourselves is that we just want to be that type of example when it comes to being a couple, because there's so many negative examples of how not to do it that are out there and very persistent in today's society. We just want to be something different. So we really do pride ourselves on the fact that, no, we're not going to allow all those different distractors and all those different things that can drive a wedge between, you know, two people that are committed to one another to, you know, be less committed, let's say, you know, we're not going to allow that to happen and interfere with our happiness. So, you know, her happiness is mine. And, you know, we really just want to elevate that as best as we possibly can. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks very much, Lauren and Kathy, for joining us on this podcast. And we'll, uh, we'll see you at the gym, right? Thanks for having us, Jason. Thank you. You know, really impressive to hear Lauren and Kathy tell their stories about meeting and falling in love uh, and getting to know each other because of fitness, but just their passion for uh, each other, their passion for their faith and for going to the gym and lifting weights and for especially helping other people meet their fitness goals and to, to do things that are beyond what they think they can do and uh, to lose a lot of weight or just to be a stronger person and uh, just to be a better person overall. So I appreciate Lauren and Kathy joining me for this podcast number three. Now, as you know, we end with uh, um, some of my uh, different uh, segments here. One's called Food for Thought. The next is the Parting Thought and then a Prayer. So we're going to start with some, uh, some news tidbits from Food for Thought. And we're going to start off with a story in Food for Thought that has a lot of people talking, a lot of buzz about Kanye West, the rapper taking the stage over the weekend at Houston's largest church, a spiritual collaboration, you might say, the rapper who is responsible for the new album, Jesus is King, which has, I think, all the songs or, or on the charts as a top 100. He went to the megachurch, Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church in Houston, and talked about his faith and his spiritual journey. He, Kanye, on stage, said, God's been calling me for a long time, and the devil's been distracting me for a long time. He's actually been hosting his own gatherings of sorts called Sunday Service. It's grown into a cultural phenomenon. A lot of people are coming forward in those, interview, in those, uh, those segments. In an interview following that appearance, Kanye West told ABC News he's certain his influence has inspired others 
to follow his path of worship, saying, quote, and people are giving their life to God. He's using me to point to him. More are going to him since I've been here. Uh, and West, again, attending Osteen's megachurch with his wife, Kim Kardashian West, and their kids are there on the uh, front row. Now, Joel Osteen, the pastor that a lot of people know, uh, millions of people listen to on the radio, he commented about Kanye's journey, saying, quote, I love his heart. I love what he stands for. And my thoughts on this, you know, a lot of people are maybe on one side of the fence or the other about Kanye West. For me, no matter, you know, the artist Kanye West, no matter his intentions, it seems that God is really using him to stir the pot. And thousands are coming forward to, to take the faith and give their lives to Jesus. Yes, I understand there's, there's plenty of skepticism, plenty of skepticism out there about that. And he's, um, he's been plenty bad in the past. Uh, we know about some of the bad things he's, he's done. So we hope what Kanye is doing is authentic, but uh, it's not for me or others to judge. And so it appears that he's uh, really focused on making Jesus famous and not Kanye famous. So really, uh, God only knows. And their other food for thought is dealing with fitness. It's about a bodybuilder, appropriate with our interview with Lauren and Kathy, a bodybuilder attempting the Marine fitness test at the end of it. He said, I'm ready for a nap. So the U.S. Marine Corps, has, they're a branch that has, you know, of course, high standards of fitness and toughness. So, so the Marine PFT, the physical fitness test, is a grueling test of dead hang pull-ups, sit-ups, a three-mile run, and recently bodybuilder Obi Vincent, typically training using a mix of CrossFit and a lot of heavy lifting, he took on that U.S. Marine fitness test, proving how challenging it could be. Now, to qualify for to be a, a Marine recruit and be in the Marines, an active member, you have to score 150 out of 300 for this. And he received a total score of 204 out of a possible 300. So, Pretty good. I would say congratulations to him on uh, doing a lot better than I would be. I probably would be in just probably about a 75 or 80, perhaps, out of 300 on that Marine test. And finally, our parting thought comes from one of the most famous bodybuilders that all of us know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, get to the chopper. His famous quote, one of his famous quotes is, positive thinking can be contagious. Being surrounded by winners helps you develop into a winner. So be around positive people and stay positive yourself because you know you can do it. You can run the race no matter what you decide to do. Go after it with all your heart. We hope you and your family have a very happy Thanksgiving and wherever you go to travel, uh, we're going to pray right now that uh, you, uh, Lord God, just keep everybody safe in their travels over the next few weeks. And we just thank you for this opportunity to talk about you, to talk about being better people physically and spiritually, and how we can look to you for strength, uh, no matter what we're doing. And uh, that we are so thankful for what you've done for us, and uh, thankful for our families. And please keep everybody uh, safe, a hedge of protection, wherever they go in the next few days and weeks, as so many people will be traveling for Thanksgiving. In your name we pray. Amen. And thank you again for listening to this podcast. This is number three. We're going to do this on a weekly basis. You can also use the hashtag Run the Race Podcast when you post anything about it and let people know. Share it, and then we can continue this journey together. You can find it uh, under Apple, Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, and we'd love to, if you make a rating there and, and write a quick review, that would be really helpful. Uh, five stars if you like it that much. Again, go to WTVM.com slash podcast for more information about this Run the Race podcast. You can find us again on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all kinds of places. We will see you next time.